Okay, this is the after Christmas section of A Lively Old Man, and welcome. I'm Eric, and I am the Lively Old Man. Today, I have a guest. His name is Lavelle, active duty Air Force for the last 17 years. Um, we're going to talk about this and that and before he ships overseas soon, which is very near in the future. Anyway, so Lavelle, welcome. How are you doing? I'm good. Thanks, Eric. Uh, I am Lavelle, active duty Air Force, but I'm also his son-in-law to add to that. That's the best part of it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I am getting ready to go to Germany. Uh, came home to visit family uh, right after Christmas holidays. Uh, just because we don't know when we will make it back uh, with everything that's going on uh, with COVID. Uh, love the Pacific Northwest. Um, love coming back here regardless if it's summer, spring, winter, or fall. Um, and, but I am looking forward to going to Germany. And I am too, actually. I have this feeling that if things cool down, uh, the wife and I will be visiting you guys. And if Damon can save up enough money, maybe he can come with us because I'm not paying for his ass. <laughs> So hopefully that works out because I'd love to go to Germany. I'd like to go maybe during Oktoberfest or somewhere near that anyway, but going doesn't matter when, I guess. So at least not when it's like six feet of snow, put it that way. Rather yeah. than that. I don't think it'll be that much snow, but we'll see. I'll let you know when's the best time to come. Yeah, I'm sure you'll figure it out soon. In the meantime, we all have to sit home and wait. So so the first thing I'm wondering about this going overseas thing is, it, are you getting a little excited? It's a new adventure. It's not just like, Going New Jersey to Louisiana, this is or Tacoma to New Jersey. This is getting out of getting out of Dodge, so to speak. Yeah, I am excited um, because I'm on the tail end of my career. Uh, I have a family, two girls now. I'm excited. I'm more excited for them uh, to experience stuff, uh, experience a different culture. We have now lived in three different states with Everland. Yes, uh, Leona. This will be her second, but uh, now that she's two, I'm just excited to see. Uh, see them uh, grow in another country, uh, see what they learn. And uh, I'm excited for my job, too. It's a, it's a pretty good job opportunity as well. And uh, although I've traveled uh, throughout my entire career to different places, I've never lived anywhere permanently. So I will say on all my work trips, there's never been a bad one. So I can't imagine living in probably one of our most populated locations because there are a lot of Americans there. So it's somewhat Americanized. I won't right. be going there and like have to speak the language to survive. Yeah, my understanding is, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I definitely am not a service mm -hmm. guy, but isn't it like the biggest base in Europe or something like yes, that? It, it, yeah, it, it is the biggest Air Force installation in Europe. So yeah. We'll have access to airports, trains, buses, automobiles. Yeah. Yeah. Just like the movie. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so you're thinking it'd be about three years before you come back stateside, or three years, and we'll see what happens. No, three years. Uh, the Air Force is real good about uh, standardization, right? Correct. <laughs> so okay. They tell you you're going for three years; it'll be three years. They won't make you stay for four. So yeah, we'll be we'll be coming back uh, probably a month or so, um, three years from now. Okay. Uh, we 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 can't extend. Um, there's different programs like both the kids will be in school, so. If we wanted to wait for the school year to right. do, uh, we can stay a few extra months. Right. Them, you know, finish their grade and then move on. But three years, uh, we'll be back. And who knows where, where we will be. Um, I'm hoping to uh, come back west somewhere just because Lindsay and I, we both, this is, uh, we want to retire here. 
somewhere, somewhere in the west coast somewhere in the west coast so um just coming back and being in after 20 years hopefully i can come back and set myself up on the west coast so there's a question that i hadn't thought of before but you're thinking of coming to the west coast mm -hmm. now you've lived in uh, alaska mm -hmm. you've lived in new jersey yep. you've lived in louisiana you were born and raised in louisiana you went back for a little while what makes you choose the West Coast over these other places you've been to? You know, obviously you've been to other places, but so being being that I was raised in Louisiana, I thought Louisiana was the best thing since sliced bread. Right. Uh, so when I moved to Arizona, it was kind of eye opening. Oh, forgot um, about the Arizona one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that was my first duty station, and then I went from Arizona to Alaska. So hot to cold. <laughs> oh wow! What a do, difference! Yes. Right. Uh, and that's where I really got into beer uh, because before <laughs> before I. Uh, Moved to Alaska, I just used to drink Heineken. That was probably the most expensive. At least it wasn't Bud Light. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't stand that stuff. Uh, so that's why I got into beer and just doing things that I never done in my entire life. Right. Uh, learn how to ski, learn how to fly fish, uh, went hiking. Like we didn't hike in Louisiana. We like we walked. <laughs> walked to the park yeah, or something. Walked huh? to the park, but yeah, I, I I learned to do a whole bunch of things that I probably wouldn't have never thought of. Or had the opportunity to learn. And then I went from Alaska to Washington where where I met Lindsay. And Washington, Alaska are real similar. Uh, just in the lower 48 is what they call it in Alaska. Okay. Uh, so uh, I just feel like the West Coast has been uh, what I've known for probably 15 years. And um, you feel comfortable in, the, in what's around here. Yes, yes. And it's crazy because I moved from the West and then I moved to New Jersey, then I moved to Louisiana. And being back in Louisiana, I just felt stuck. I okay. felt like I was still in the 1990s, early 2000s. Nothing has oh. changed. Oh, okay. And really, that was a, 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 a big reason, uh, something I was afraid of when, when we were got the notification that we were going to move to Louisiana. And living there for a year, it's just like, man, nothing has changed. Yeah, I remember when we visited you guys just before the COVID hit, how... Uh, certain things I was pointing out as we were traveling around, like I've never seen so many billboards talking about God in my life. Yeah. God <laughs> it's that you don't lawyers. see that around here and lawyers. Yeah. <laughs> it was billboards for God and lawyers. <laughs> yes. It was amazing. Yeah. So I, I found that odd. Yes. So hope, hopefully we end up on the West coast and, and if not, uh, we'll see, but I'm pretty used to being anywhere. I, I feel like I can adapt to anything. You've gotten used to moving. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. just pack it up and go next place. But I'm sure you'd like to slow that down once you've reached a certain point in your life, too. So, yes, definitely. So the other day, I don't remember exactly what day it was because they've all kind of run together here. We've been drinking so heavily the last five days. <laughs> Although yesterday I didn't drink a drop, so <laughs> had to flush the system. But we were having a discussion about our daily lives. Mm -hmm. What is normal for Monday through Friday for the lives between you and I and, and our families and so forth and comparing how different they were. So. Just to give a quick overview, my daily life on most days, go to work, get home, get home around four o'clock-ish. I'll make myself a drink, turn the game on or music. I'll grab, uh, maybe the, make the uh, game muted, but it's still on the TV while I listen to music. So I can still see what basketball game is going on, who's winning and whatnot. Something that's really happening, I can change the volume to something so I can listen to the game. But uh, I do a few daily chores. I will work on getting dinner done uh, for my wife who gets home 6, 6.30. So she feels pretty lucky that she's got some home cooking for her every day. And I like to cook, so it doesn't bother me that bad. And of course, the lively old man. 
<laughs> and of course, I don't have the distractions. I've got me or doggies. And Damon's here, but he's 21. He doesn't really usually need things from us. And oftentimes, I don't even see him until I tell him dinner's ready. So uh, Titan will sit on the floor nearby and he'll watch me. He'll just sit there and watch me while I'm working in the kitchen, uh, singing, drinking, dancing, yelling at the TV because something just happened on a game, whatever it is. He just sits there and looks at me, his tongue hanging out. You know how he looks. He's, so just watching the activity of a 56-year-old man with nobody to worry about but himself and thinking about my drink's almost empty, time to fill up another one. But you, a normal evening, since you're in a different part of your life, is much different than what I do on a regular basis and many more distractions. I'm not saying it's any more stressful. That's not the point, but just a lot more going on because of the two little kids in your life. So give me a little idea about you know, how a daily act activity is for you, this comparison. So, so when Lindsay and I first met, uh, it was a little similar. Uh, we, didn't, we, we had Evelyn, but she was real small. And, and you know, small kids, they, they, they need their mother more than anything when they're feeding and stuff like that. So I was able to come home, kind of decompress, uh, whether that was uh, watching PTI or having a beer. Uh, and that I like routine. P I like PTI. Yeah. Yeah. And that routine, it worked then. Uh, which was about five years ago. Okay. But, but one thing I noticed, and, and this is just growing up, I think, you know, your, your life changes probably every five to seven years. Your priorities change, your goals. Your health. Support, everything. Right? Wants your needs, yeah. Um, so it, it was just one of those growing moments where as we, you know, progressed through life, we had another kid in Leona, and that routine just didn't work. Um, right, okay. Uh, uh, Lindsay's a working mom, um, so me coming home, even though that's what I want to do, right? Watch PTI, crack yes. open a beer. Yes. Uh, that just didn't work. Uh, I, I noticed that I wasn't as present as I needed to be, so um, I don't do that anymore. Um, my, my daily routine pretty much is uh, I come home. Uh, while I'm coming home, I'm probably either in discussion or thinking about what's for dinner or... Uh, typically, we do our shopping on the weekend, so we don't have to pick anything up during the week. But it's if Lindsay's making dinner, then I'm helping everyone with her homework. If I'm making dinner, Lindsay's helping everyone with her homework. Then once that's done, I give some time and attention to the other kid, or maybe it's bath night. So I pretty much don't get to um, decompress or do those things that I want to do, probably until about 8.30 at night. Which in our house for Connie is bedtime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we, we, one day I'll probably be back where you're at right now. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm oh, yeah. Sure. I've been telling our neighbors who all have kids the same thing. I was like, yeah, don't worry. At some point you'll be where we're at now and you'll be, be thankful that you got through what you got through. Yeah, but it, it, it's tough. Uh, and, it, and it's, it's really hard to find the, that, that balance. So, PTI, I love PTI. That was really my decompression time. So because I don't watch PTI routinely anymore, pretty much I try to decompress another way. And I, I do that yes. by listening to podcasts. So oh, I don't okay. watch it. But on my way home, PTI has podcasts, yes. I will listen to the previous day PTI podcast. So it's just I think one of those things where you have to grow and try to figure out different ways and the internet and technology is giving that to you. Oh yeah. Oh definitely. 
Well, I was just, as you were talking about what you do on a daily basis, I was thinking, so one of you's cooking dinner, the other one's helping everyone with their homework. And there is a one and a half year old running around yelling and screaming and doing what, who knows what, right? Yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> you know, she wants to do new things every five minutes. So, yes. Uh, the good thing about my two year old is she loves to help in the kitchen. As you've seen. I, I was watching days. that. It, <laughs> yes. She gets into it. So, you know, you take five minutes and kind of set her up with a little project. Uh, it pays dividends. Uh, she may not really help make dinner, but uh, it's just something to keep her active rather than watching television. Keeps her busy. Interacting with your child is never bad. Yeah. It's it's things. You know, part of the reason I'm able to cook the way I cook is because of all the years I interact with my mom in the kitchen because her and I would chat. So while we were chatting, I would help her cook. And I'd ask her questions. Why would you do that, mom? And she'd say, well, I do that because of this. So I ain't part, that's just like my gardening that I know. My grandfather for years, I followed him around and asked questions and helped him do it. And then years later, of course, I gardened myself. And I, oftentimes, Tyler will ask me, how do you know this, dad? Or how do you know that, dad? And I have to think for a minute. I'm like, oh, my grandma taught me that. Yeah. We were out clipping roses. And I never asked why. Just, okay, I'm going to help you clip. And I started helping her clip. She showed me how to do it. And years later, I got my own roses. And I'm like, oh, I know how you're supposed to clip them. I don't even have to look it up. Yeah. You know, so... Yeah, doing stuff like that not only is good with the uh, the interaction and, and the father-daughter and all that stuff, but they also learn. Yeah, teaching moments. Yes. Every moment is a teaching moment. Yeah, learn to be themselves. Yes. So you think that helps you making it tough to prioritize and making a balance? Does it make it a lot tougher for you to balance things out so yeah. that you're, let's use this for instance, you're not drinking six beers when you get home, you're drinking three two or maybe even one or none for that matter because you're too damn busy you know yeah so so it does make it hard um i'm sure you know you, you probably have more kids in the household than we had a full household right. oftentimes yes yeah so 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 yeah it can be tough and and because of the military i would say i'm very regimented um, so making a plan and kind of sticking to it is the best way to go for me um so yeah so you know i have rules now where i don't even have beers monday that's not even in okay the, so on the menu um, weekend drinking yeah it's weekend drinking just if you that, decide to drink at all yeah yep um, it, it takes away from what i need to be doing during the week it doesn't help <laughs> we say it relaxes you but yeah it relaxes you and then you just zone out and then you're not actually you tell leona or whoever yeah i'll get to that later yeah. and then you don't get to it later um so but yeah the balance the balance can be tough so um i will say one thing is my wife she's very good at like knowing when I'm at my point where I need to do something else. She can read you, so to speak, yeah. on when it comes yeah. to that anyway. Yeah. So she'll be like, hey, go hit some golf balls. Whether it's during the week, it's like we're calling an audible. You don't have to do homework. You don't have to make dinner. Like, go hit some golf balls, come home, and I'll have dinner ready. And that that's that, that free charge that I'll need to get back in the game. Well, for you, which is what different, different for me job-wise, is you're in charge of people. Yes. So you're making decisions often. Whereas for me, my, I'm just, I'm just running machinery and there's not really a lot of decision-making to, for the most part, other than just fix something real quick and fire it back up again. You're having to make decisions that mentally, like Connie, for instance, mentally can be draining. Yes. Yes. Whereas me, my mentalness is, it's more physical. My back hurts or my hands hurt or whatever it is. Mentally, I'm not really drained at all. So for the most part, some days it's horrible, but for the most part, it's not, it's not like you guys making decisions every day, which I always, 
say it's kind of funny with Connie. It's like, you spent all day making a decision. You can't help me figure out what to have for dinner. <laughs> Come on. You know what's funny about <laughs> that? It's because <laughs> Lindsay and I, we, we go back and forth sometimes. She She's like, what do you want for dinner? And as simple as that question is, yes, it like annoys me. And she can tell, <laughs> like, I, I don't care. Like, I'll eat anything right now. I've had such an exhausting day. Yes. Whatever you cook, I won't complain. I will I'll eat, eat it. it. So that's it. And she typically doesn't like that answer because <laughs> she's actually looking for input because she's worked all day too, right? Yes. Like she's had a long day and yes. she's exhausted. So she's asking me for input because she needs my help because we're both exhausted. So it's funny. We go through that. And now it's to the point where if she asks me for dinner, I just give her like a look or she gives me a look. I just run with it or she'll run with it and we'll be all right. <laughs> Really, we should ask the kids because they're the ones who dictate everything. <laughs> well, they were with us yesterday. Mac and cheese was the uh, choice for lunch and dinner, yeah. both for uh, Evie anyway. So yeah, we know adults. As adults, we're not going to get full just off of mac and cheese. No, no, definitely. <laughs> um, all right, real quick, let's totally switch gears here before we finish up on the whole thing. Um, I would like your thoughts. You are 37. Is that what it is? 38? 38. 38. Okay, so and I'm 56. So there's a 20-year difference. Mm -hmm. And I had a discussion with Damon similar to stuff like this, and there's a bigger difference there. And because of the difference in, a, for instance, where you lived a lot of your life, what you learned, and who you are since you're a black man, mm -hmm. and I'm not, and you're in the Air Force and whatnot, what are your thoughts about the election? What just happened? What's been going on since then? What do you? What's your take of all that? So, so as a military member, uh, for the people that's listening, um, we have rules and, and laws that we have to abide by when it comes to politics. Right. Um, you can support uh, whatever candidate you want. Correct. Uh, but in uniform, it's one of those things we don't talk about. You can't show it when you're in uniform. Yeah. yeah. Um, you can contribute to a campaign, but you can't have a bumper sticker on your car. Okay. Um, because when you're driving that car, you're in uniform, and people associate uniform with that particular candidate. Yeah. So uh, it, it's... And that's not necessarily true. Yeah. Right. So as a military member, uh, we, we call him POTUS. He's right. my boss. Right? right. So regardless of who's in the office, right. that's my boss. So of course you can't say anything bad about your boss. Right. Doesn't believe you, you agree with everything that he or she is doing. Um, so... Um, a lot of times, um, I get a little disconnected from all the chatter. Okay. Because regardless of who's in that seat, I that's my boss. Right. So, and, and, and and I know your wife doesn't disconnect. She hears a whole yeah, bunch of stuff yeah, constantly. She, <laughs> so she she's constantly um, giving her opinion about our current president. Being outspoken is kind of normal in this family. So. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I don't get lost in the chatter. Um, you know, I talk about it at home with my wife, of course. Uh, but at work, we don't we don't talk about it that much. Right. But um, as a military member, in, in most of us, I wouldn't say all, uh, it doesn't matter who's in that seat. Uh, we're going to continue to do what we need to do because I think we do it for each other. We don't do we don't we don't look at that boss as a figurehead per se, uh, because regardless of who's in that seat, we have so many different people that call shots below the president. Right. Ultimately, he's the the, the overall deciding factor of what we do as a military. But we have so many other leaders in that chain 
that um, I don't get caught up in the chatter in the news. Um, I find it hard to watch the news. I don't know about you. I, we hardly watch news at um, all here. And, and I'm talking about Fox or CNN. Any of them, um, yes. They, they, they both are trying to either push make a personal agenda. points or make, make an agenda. Yep. So I, I just find it hard watching the news. Um, but I, I was disappointed in how some of the current events were handled. Um, speaking of, um, Damon and I actually had an interesting conversation when I came here about the the contractors that were sent here to Portland. And I was able to explain to him. Um, you mean during called, the protest? Yeah, during the protest. He called them. Uh, the federal agents, we were told, or something like that. Uh, he called them mercenaries. And I was like, okay. I think that's a strong word. I did hear you guys talk of yeah. mercenary. Yeah. <laughs> he said mercenary. I said, I think that's a strong word because uh, when you think of mercenaries, you think of people that are just doing illegal things and killing people. Yes, that's what um, I think of. And I was like, no, those are government contractors. That, that are hired by the government. So I was telling him, Portland Police Department, they don't own them, so right. they can't tell them what to do. Right. But at the end of the day, Portland Police Department or the government is going to say, we don't want you here, you need to leave. Right. Because those people work for the president. So it was just interesting how, you know, someone of his age, he called them militia and, and he thought they were here to do bad things. But it's just understanding. I think Education is a big piece of the reason we're in the position we're in. Whether you want to talk about the presidential race, uh, Black Lives Matter, um, the economy, education is what's missing from everything. Real education. Real education. Not the propaganda education that's happening in our media right now. Yes, and, and like you said, on both sides. Yeah, and, and you yes. talked about it kind of in your last podcast with uh, your friend Roy, um, how he actually had. You tried to explain something to him, and he just didn't get it. And it took him going out and finding either a person close to him or just wanting to find out the information. I think that's what's missing. We're so, this this not just this generation, um, because we all use cell phones and we're all on the apps, but yep. we want quick information. We don't want right information. Everybody yeah. wants the quick answer, right? And the quick answer is never the right answer. Rarely. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I have a I have a saying I I, I use uh, fast money isn't good money. Oh yeah, I've been trying to teach that to our kids their whole, their whole lives. Um, even if you win the lottery, you can win a million dollars tomorrow, and that's fast money. But because you never had a million dollars, you didn't earn it. You're probably going to waste it. You're going to waste silly it. Silly things with it. And the next thing you know, you don't have a million dollars anymore. And you're going to want a million dollars. Yeah. You know how it feels to have <laughs> that, right? So fast money isn't good money. Whether you're doing illegal activity. But when you work hard for your money, I, I just feel like you will know what to do with it. I just went on on a tangent, but no, you're fine. Um, no, you did you did the podcast with me and uh, Tyler the other day. We did four 30 minute segments, and we went off on quite a few different te- se- uh, segues and differences and tangents and whatever. So, yeah, but 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 back to the president. I'm I'm excited to see what new leadership will bring uh, to the presidential office, uh, and. But it's not going to change my viewpoint. So I, I feel like it's when you are when you are depending on one person to dictate your future, your livelihood and well-being, then you made a mistake already. Yep. Yep. So, exactly. You know, I look at that seat as okay, that person's there. Um, whether they are doing right by the people or wrong by the people, I'm going to educate myself and do what I need to do as best for me and my family and adjust. You know. Yes. 
years ago, I uh, had a run in with the law, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And uh, my dad being a state police officer, I made the comment to him about how I was so upset that he is a part of what had happened to me at that time. And he had to explain to me in my emotional state that I don't make the rules, Eric. I am paid to to make sure the rules are 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 done by everybody. I don't make them. You guys make them when you vote by the, for the people you vote for or whatever ballot measures you vote for. You guys make them. I'm paid to enforce them. Yeah. Plain and simple. Whether I agree with them or not. So it sounds similar to how what you're what you're doing. You're paid to do a certain things, whether you agree with who's in charge of it or not. Right. So. Yeah, I, that was a big learning experience for me back then because I'd never thought of that angle before until dad had said that. I was like, he's right. He doesn't make the rules. Yeah. So why get pissed at him about something that happened to me when he didn't even make the rule? You know, it's not like he grounded me to my bedroom when I was 10. So, <laughs> yeah, so it was interesting to hear that. And then you kind of said kind of the same thing. So, well, you're going to be leaving. Uh, tomorrow you guys are taking off and then... Don't know when we're going to see you guys again. Hopefully within about a year. Mm -hmm. We'll see how it goes mm -hmm. with everything that's going on in the world right now. Um, it's kind of up in the air, so I can't make any promises. Hopefully, let's say my birthday next year. Uh, <laughs> we're definitely going to try to for make this it year, home. I guess we're twenty twenty one. Yeah, twenty twenty one. We're going to try to make it home at least once a year. Um, but you know, I foresee the next seven to eight months. Uh, things things changing up. Back to normal. Um, yep. Vaccine or no vaccine? Yeah, we've got several of them out there now. We'll see how things all work. I'm a little, uh, not 100% sure about it, but we got to do something. Doing nothing it got us where we're at now, in my opinion. So, And we have new leadership now. Something's going to change. Something should change. Right. Hopefully it will. Not everything's going to change, people, just because a new guy's in charge. Right, right, right. <laughs> not everything's going to change. We're not going from one thing to a totally different thing. It's very similar. All right. Well, that's the show for this week. I appreciate you being here and guesting with me. Thank you. Um, I'm sure I'll talk to you again soon. We video chat with you guys quite often when you're not here. So that is a lively old man. I'm glad you guys took a minute to listen to us. And we're done this week. Peace. Peace.